Hi, and welcome to the Domestic CEO Podcast. I'm Amanda Thomas. Quite often, when we think of vegetable gardening, we think of a huge 50 by 50 plot of ground that gets tilled, raked, and fenced off. A piece of land that will eventually reap bushels of vegetables that require canning or freezing. This is great if you've got the space, but for many of us, that's just not an option. City dwellers who have small yards or patios are not exempt from enjoying homegrown vegetables and herbs. With a little ingenuity, you can make this a reality. When you enjoy your first homegrown tomato with a little fresh basil from your herb garden, not only will you burst with pride at growing your own sustenance, but your body will thank you for feeding it something so fresh and homegrown. To help you get started on your gardening adventure, today I have a few steps to help you decide which type of small space gardening is for you. But first, this episode is brought to you today by naturebox.com. I mentioned last week how NatureBox snacks are a great alternative to gas station junk food. We went on another road trip this past weekend, and again, the NatureBox snacks hit the spot. Plus, we were able to feel great when we got to our destination, which is not something I can usually say after eating tasty treats during a car ride. If you have a summer road trip coming up, why not try a box of NatureBox's better-for-you snacks on your drive, too? You can get 50% off your first order by visiting naturebox.com QDT. That's naturebox.com slash QDT to get 50% off your first NatureBox order. Now, back to the gardening tips. The first step is to pick your planters. This first step in getting your little garden going is to decide what kind of space you have available. There are three main types of small space gardens to choose from. Raised bed, container, and vertical gardens. Here's how they differ. A raised bed garden. If you have a yard but don't want to do any digging or tilling, raised beds are a good option. There are many different ways to build a raised bed garden using all sorts of different materials. Decide what your budget is and then visit your local home and garden center. If you're handy with tools, you may want to build a raised bed. Sunset.com has some easy-to-follow instructions on how to do that. If it sounds too difficult, you may want to try your hand at setting up a three-season garden bed using a garden block. HomeDepot.com has step-by-step instructions on how to do just that. And if all that seems too daunting, you can order a raised bed garden kit that comes with everything you need to quickly set it up in your garden area. A container garden. If raised bed gardening seems like too much of a commitment or you simply don't have that kind of space to work with, container gardening may be the way to go. With this type of gardening, you're not only growing your vegetables, but you can use your containers as patio decor as well. There are many different styles and materials to choose from when it comes to pots. Your container selection will depend on the type of vegetables you decide to grow. Vegetables with shallow roots like lettuce, radishes, and herbs can grow in as little as 8 inches of soil depth. More productive plants like tomatoes, bush beans, and squash need deeper and larger pots. You'll also want to choose the material the pot is made from by following a few basic principles. If you're in a dry climate, Terracotta pots are a good choice since they retain moisture a lot better than plastic or metal. There are some beautiful large ceramic pots to choose from, but if you've got to lug that pot all the way up to your third floor apartment balcony, you may want to consider something a little lighter. And finally, vertical gardens. Finally, if you're really short on space, or if you want to use your garden as wall decoration, you may want to add some vertical gardens to your space. These can be made by using recycled items like pallets, gutters, coffee cans, and even hanging shoe bags. 
I have a bunch of examples of these on my Pinterest gardening board, so pop over there to get some inspiration. The next step is to pick your planters. Once you have your containers picked out, if you're going that route, it's time to get things ready. Make sure the containers you choose have adequate drainage holes. If there aren't any, drill a few holes in the bottom of the pot before adding soil. When I'm getting a container ready for a planting, I always use a few paper coffee filters to cover the holes at the bottom. This ensures that none of the soil will leak out the bottom when the pot is moved or the plants get watered. You can also put a shallow layer of gravel on the bottom of the pot before adding the soil. Next, you need to prepare your dirt. If you're preparing a raised bed garden, ask your local nursery to help on choosing the best soil for your geographical area. This is one step on which I would definitely consult the professionals in your area. The right soil will make all the difference in how productive your garden is, so make sure you talk with someone who knows what your regional needs are based on your climate and soil. For example, you probably wouldn't think of a lush vegetable garden in the Arizona desert where I live, but with the right soil and nutrients, it's possible to grow amazing gardens here. Now, container and vertical gardens are also picky with the type of soil they use. When choosing a potting mix for a container garden, go for a mix made specifically for container gardening to ensure the plants have healthy roots. A good certified organic mix is Nature Mix Container Soil. Again, ask at your local nursery though for direction in choosing the right base. The next step is to choose your foods. Choosing which vegetables you will plant will depend on a few factors. First, plant things that you will actually eat. It does you no good to plant eggplant when no one in your family will eat it. If you aren't sure what to grow, start with a few basics like tomatoes and some herbs. Lettuces are easy to grow and will give you multiple cuttings from just one plant. Have fun looking at all those seed packets and vegetable plants at your local nursery and then choose based on what grows well in your area during that season of the year. If you're unsure, the National Gardening Association has a helpful website to help guide you. Remember, if you're a beginner, start with just a few varieties of vegetables. It's easier to learn about a few varieties and how to plant, water, fertilize, and harvest them rather than trying to manage 10 different vegetables all at once. You can always go bigger down the road. Follow the planting guide for your seeds and plants found on the packaging. The information on the package will also give you a rough estimate of how often to water, fertilize, and how long until your vegetables can be harvested. Next, water and feed your food. How often to water and fertilize can vary greatly on what part of the country you live in, if your plants are in raised beds or containers, and which vegetables you've planted. This may take a small amount of research on your part. Fertilizing will also be something to research. I strongly recommend using only organic fertilizer. You'll be surprised just how easy that is to do. MotherEarthNews.com has awesome advice on exactly how to fertilize organically. Finally, harvest and enjoy. After all your hard work, you will eventually get to enjoy the fruits of your labor, quite literally. It's so enjoyable to bite into a tomato that you've grown yourself. And cooking with your own fresh herbs enhances your food so much. You'll be hooked on gardening. If you've got children, be sure to get them involved in your vegetable growing venture. Give them the responsibility for checking their plants every day, as well as watering and fertilizing. If it's summer and your kids need something to do, let them keep growth charts, tracking the progress of the vegetables. They'll end up having a more vested interest in the vegetables, which in turn might make them more excited about eating them too. Do you enjoy gardening in small spaces? 
Tweet me your container garden pictures at the domestic CEO and we can share ideas. Thanks again to today's sponsor, naturebox.com. Coffee, cattle, popcorn. In other words, a bag of heaven delivered to your door. I've enjoyed a number of snacks from Naturebox, but this one is by far my favorite. The description on Naturebox's website says it's good old-fashioned kettle corn is given a good stir with coffee-glazed popcorn. When I took my first bite, I thought I would easily eat the entire bag on my first sitting because it was so good. But here's the thing. Naturebox snacks are so well-made that they have a ton of flavor in every bite. This means it took a lot less to satisfy my cravings, and the bag that I thought I would finish off in one sitting actually lasted me four different snacking sessions. It was like a snacking miracle. If you want to get in on this snacking nirvana, you can try your first Naturebox at 50% off by going to naturebox.com slash QDT. That's naturebox.com slash QDT for 50% off your first Naturebox. Until next time, I'm the domestic CEO helping you love your home.